Hi, I'm Paul Listick, and welcome to Behind the Curtain. Clearly, you're never going to get indigestion eating at any of Rick Bayless's restaurants. But on a night of stress and strain in the theater, who knows what can happen? Welcome, everybody, to Paul Lisnick Behind the Curtain. This is Paul Lisnick from WGN-TV. As always, having fun on my weekly podcast as we enter the world of entertainment. And that song, Food Glorious Food, from the the show Oliver, which you remember, I thought was a great lead-in to a new show with one of my favorite theater companies that, yes, is coming back. Windy City Playhouse is returning. The show is called A Recipe for Disaster. It begins on October 6th and will play for who knows how long. At an interesting location, we're going to fill you all in. Let's start by introducing, first of all, what an incredible team, uh, because this play is written by, or at least mostly written by, Rick Bayless, who, yes, the Rick Bayless, that famous guy from all of our top restaurants, the uh, uh, top chef, and, and, and everything. He, there's every award out there for food. He's got it. My favorite restaurant uh, uh, places to go. And Amy Rubenstein, who is the artistic director of the Windy City Playhouse. And I'll stop talking about introductions. Let's get to the show. And Amy, I'm going to start with you because you... You are back. You know how I love the immersive theater of Windy City Playhouse, and you're about to do it again. We are so excited to be back. It's been such a long break, and this is just the perfect show to come back with. So I couldn't be happier to be working with Rick and the whole team, and uh, we are thrilled to bring this hilarious comedy to fruition, finally. And Rick, you uh, you know you're not new to this kind of venture, right? You've done some some other of these, I'll call it dinner theater, literally dinner theater, uh, in these kind yeah. of adventures where food becomes part of the adventure. But tell us a little bit about a recipe for disaster, and um, because I know it takes place at the Contumacious Pig, not one of your restaurants. Um, it's in, it's influencer night. What what led you to say I'm going to do this again? Oh, we've been playing around with this idea for a while, Amy and I have. And, um, you know, I just love to tackle new things. And when we did Cascabel with Looking Glass Theater, it was really about the story of one meal and how that meal affects people um, in so many different ways. And it's a story that I've told forever in like, like that, that we have to be open to the power of food and how it connects us as human beings, how it connects us to our past and how the food itself can actually sort of be uh, an integral part to our own narratives. And this is not that show. (laughs) This is a really different kind of show. Um, This is literally all of these crazy things that have happened to us over the years because we're getting closer to our 
34th anniversary on Clark Street. And all you can imagine lots of crazy things that happened because we have thousands of people through here all the time. And so we sat down, Amy and I did, and my wife and, and Carl Minninger and my son-in-law, Kevin. Um, we all sat down and we just told stories. They recorded them and we started to build a a fun script out of them. Now, so I can say that all the craziness that transpires in Recipe for Disaster is is based on true stuff, but not stuff that all happened on one night. And so um, <laughs> part of the hilarity that comes out of this is the fact that um, if it can go wrong, it probably does go wrong. And um, we have put together what I think is just an absolutely spectacular group of people. And because it's immersive theater, um, you know, things are happening all around you. Um, there are actors who are the pa- are patrons and waiters and cooks and managers. And, um, well, we have... Uh, well, I, I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but I'm just going to say that we have visitors that come in as well. So um, it's a really, really fun thing. And I think just as Amy just said, this is the perfect show to come out of the darkness that has been the pandemic and to come back into live theater with. But yes, there is food involved, and yes, everybody that comes will get to taste through um, these tasting portions of uh, dishes that are going on, the new menu for Contumacious Pig. And, and by the way, Rick, just to clarify, you're the playwright here in Cascabal, which I absolutely love, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. You're not in this show. We won't see you performing in this one, correct? No, I'm not. Um, This is, well, one thing is I had shoulder surgery just recently, and this is a very physical show. Um, And uh, so we decided that uh, we weren't going to to do that for this one. And this is also an open-ended run. And when we did Costco Bell, you know, I I committed to eight weeks to doing that, and then it was over. Um, uh, Not that I wouldn't love to be in this show, because it is a really fun show to do, and we're sort of in, in the, the thick of the rehearsals right now. And I can say that as much fun as we had writing it, um, I have watching it. It's just so much fun to watch it come to life. Now, Amy, of course, I'm so used to seeing the incredible shows that you do at the Windy City Playhouse up on Irving Park. And, of course, you have the downtown or the South Loop location. This is different. This is at Pedarino's. So can you fill me in? First of all, in a general way, because of of the pandemic, what is the status? Are are the other two theaters, are we going to see a comeback there? What's that status and what brings you to Pedarino's except the obvious access to the kitchen? (laughs) <laughs> right. So we are opening uh, back up our flagship location, 3014 West Irving Park. That will open in January with our next show, Sons of Hollywood. Uh, so right now it is going to stay dormant for a little bit. We decided to open um, Recipe for Disaster downtown for a couple reasons. So like Rick says, it's an open-ended run. So we want to be able to have the, um, want it to be accessible for all parts of the city to get to, um, also for tourists coming in to get to, and it was really convenient for us to be able to find the location that had a kitchen already built, so that also. And, you know, Pedrinos is right next to the Goodman, it's right downtown in the Loop, so it's just a really great location for us, so we're thrilled to be able to be there. And, And what about the South Loop location that you've had? Oh, we will not be producing there right now. There is, um, a music venue that's going to be opening up there that is not us. 
Okay. Um, I just wanted to know because I love everything you do and everywhere you do it. And and by the way, at Pedarinos, just so people don't get confused, um, Amy, you know, because I, Pedarinos itself just got an email. They're ready to open to the public. I think it's around October 5th, so it's pretty much at the same time of your show. But people should know they're not coming in off of Dearborn and sitting there where, oh, my picture hangs up right by, right behind the reception desk. We'd love people to walk by that. <laughs> um, but no, you're on, the, you're on the kind of that club level, so it, we actually enter on Randolph, right? Exactly. Yeah, we have our own entrance right there on Randolph, and it is the club level. I'll just interrupt to say that that Amy just had this amazing idea. We were planning on doing uh, a recipe for disaster at their flagship location on Irving Park, but then as we were sort of going through the pandemic and realizing that there were spaces, uh, real restaurant spaces that were available, Amy had this amazing idea to just reach out and see if we could find a restaurant that perhaps had closed during the pandemic and that we could actually do this this show in. And we came, the Pedarinos was completely reconcepting and everything, and they were willing to offer us their downstairs space, which is just spectacular. It means we can have a bigger audience there and we can it, it's just wonderful to be able to do immersive theater in a real restaurant and plus we have a, a kitchen where we can prepare all the food um in a great way and you know on yeah, the, it was you one guys of those said, silver quite a, sorry <laughs> no, it was one of those silver linings of the pandemic you know it was just sadly a lot of restaurants um did vacate and that gave us that um that opportunity to to be able to have that um, prime location. And, and I guess, cause I mean, I know it, it wasn't event space for them. So obviously, Amy, they're willing to commit for an extensive period of time as this show, I hope it runs forever. <laughs> we hope so too. <laughs> and, and, and it was so great. Of course you, uh, there's also Tatro Zanzani, which is just very close to you. Also this sort of full evening experience. Mm-hmm. So you guys are really helping back, to, to bring back the loop um, and it just needs it. We need the revitalization right now. As you've said, tourists, things are going to change. They're going to turn around and to, to see Rick Bayless, a key part of this is just, just amazing. So Rick, in this little postcard that got sent out, I, I got this and I kept it. It just, and I'm not going to read the paragraph, but in one little paragraph, it let people know what this show was about. I'm just going to read you a little of it. Since you said this is all based in truth. It says it's influencer night. At the restaurant, one of the city's hottest restaurants, you've got folks like at Vegan Chic who are coming, so obviously to to perhaps review what's going on. However, there's a problem. The head chef called in sick. The The sous chef might have taken the wrong pill to calm his nerves. The health inspector shows up. It goes on and on. So what you are saying is that as I sit and enjoy that show, I hope to be their opening night, this stuff one way or another happened to you. Yeah, it did. (laughs) there there is a one theme that runs through the whole thing um that again i will not uh, give away but there's this one crazy theme that ran that and it actually um is it's all based in truth it's it's all of these crazy things have happened to us and I'm guessing, because I know you you are listed as playwright, but I, I know, Amy, you had something to do with it, because you understand certainly what Windy City Playhouse shows need to look like. You also had Carl Menninger, but I was also intrigued when I saw Deanne, your wife, was involved in this. So she must have said to you, Rick, oh, no, if you're writing a story about the disasters, I'm part of that. Oh, she did. No, we had we had so much fun. And actually, it was another silver lining of the pandemic that with this show... Yes. 
we had envisioned opening one year ago, but obviously there was no theater one year ago. And so it gave us an extra year to just meet every week. It was like my favorite moment of the week. We, we met on Wednesday evenings and we just laughed and laughed and worked on the script. And it's, it, I will say that it is one of the most enjoyable things that I've ever done. I'm, you know, I'm super passionate about live theater and, um, and I'm also really passionate about the way that um, theater and uh, re- working in restaurants, the whole restaurant life is they're, they're so parallel because in a restaurant every night, the curtain goes up at a certain time and you have to be uh, right on and you have to go through the whole thing and create magic for people. And that's exactly what happens in live theater. And that's one of the reasons I think I'm attracted to it. Can we assume, by the way, that maybe from time to time, uh, the great Rick Bayless might just show up and surprise people and, you know, do a cameo? Only, only, only if the great Amy Rubenstein goes, also comes in with me, because <laughs> she's got a character she can play in there, too. Ah, so somebody is based we, on her. We, we're, now, we're all daring each other to go in. So, you know, it might are. just happen one of these days. Yeah. Hey, listen, after I see it once or twice, I'll go in. So that, that that's all fine, right? Um, oh, so, Amy, I think we have obviously, a plan. You, <laughs> so, look, the, some shows are starting to come back. Uh, we see that. Everybody's being very careful. I mentioned Teatro Zanzani because that, of course, also involves food service. But I know right. uh, folks who are listening to this, everybody's got pandemic concerns and COVID concerns. So, Amy, let folks know uh, how they're going to be safe when they, when they enter Pedarinos and enjoy A Recipe for Disaster. Absolutely. Well, we are requiring vaccinations to go to the show. So that's um, a really big step that we took. We felt like it was important for the audiences and the actors and the staff to all know they could be safe and comfortable in the space. And then beyond that, uh, we are following city mandates. So uh, right now there's a city mask mandate and that's we're asking our audience members to wear masks when not actively eating and drinking. Um, but the numbers in Chicago are looking really good right now. They're going down, down, down. And we hope that that uh, mandate gets lifted and we will continue to keep requiring vaccinations so people can feel comfortable there. Amy, talk a little about the casting. I'm not sure if maybe you and Rick had something to do with the casting, but what kind of folks were you were you looking at? Because there's a whole bunch of people in the show. And again, in my mind, I just I have sort of visions of these uh, of like Cascabal and some of these other crazy type shows that, that Rick has done, which are so wonderful. That's a compliment. Um, tell me a little bit about the casting that went on here and the characters. Yeah, we were uh, we were excited to to start bringing actors back in for auditions, and it was really we kept finding their first auditions back for for most of these actors. Um, but it's it's a, a really great assortment of lots of funny comedians. We've got one circus performer, um, and it's it's eight actors, and they're all fabulous. And we're all we're in the middle of. Uh, tech week right now and <laughs> getting through all of the craziness but they're really a really talented bunch uh we have a few people that have been with us before that have come back which is great to see um you know we had so many actors come through with southern gothic and so we've got um a couple actors back from southern gothic and then um from boys in the band and we've got an assortment of of oldies and newbies 
Yeah, and I know Boys in the Band is is that's when the shutdown happened, and and it was such a great show that was, and and I, I did read, you know, you you kind of posted that you would not be able to uh, sort of reopen that show, but I kudos on that. I'm sure Rick has seen all your shows as well. Just such amazing work, Rick. I decided when I was at Costco Bell that you personally made my dinner. I determined that that's what happened, and so um, as we look at this, as we look at this, I'd rather think that way. And as we look at the new yeah, show, can you talk about yeah? How do you make the cook? Because obviously you're not cooking every meal and all that. How does that happen? Are you getting a group of, of chefs trained? How does this happen? And I'm sure it's all under your supervision. Oh, for sure it is. And we've been working on um, not only the recipes that we're going to be doing for this production, but also the, the production side of it. Because the one thing that we certainly learned in Cascabel is that the, um, the normal way that food is prepared and, and delivered in a restaurant is really different than the way it has to be done in a, the- in a theater. Because it, you can't just stop all of the action to get the food out. Um, and so we have built in some really fun and strategic ways of getting food to everybody that's in the audience in this one um, without slowing down the pace of things. And actually, immersive theater works really well for that because it gives us this little, um, this little buffer in the middle of it because there's action going on in many different places even at the same time. Um, so, yeah, you have, to, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be very strategic in how you make the food and then how you how you hold the food and how you get it to the guests so that everybody is um, everybody's getting something that's really good and, and delicious at the right moment um, so that they can they can continue on with the story and it's, it doesn't disrupt the narrative. And Amy, for people who are going to be new to Windy City Playhouse, um, they have to understand what they're in for. This may be a little different. I mean, when you first opened Southern Gothic and we were all invited to the party where the cast did their thing and there's food all around and people are enjoying it and sort of roaming around the party and just making sure we stayed out of the action and noises off where you moved us around and, and, and shows where we're a one minute, we're in a sauna, then we're in a, a, a restaurant eating rice crackers and having some sake. I mean, what you do is absolutely, it truly is my favorite thing in the city. But for folks who have this is going to be their first experience with you. Talk to me about, remember, do you remember our very first interview? I said to you, you need to make immersive theater your thing, Windy City Playhouse. I'm going to take credit for all this as well, but you, you agreed it. to do it. And it's just, it's just the best. Tell people what they're in for when they come to immersive theater, Windy City Playhouse here or the January show. Absolutely. We want to surround people with the show. We want people to be inside of the show. We don't want any of our audience members to have any responsibility to do anything right or say anything right, but we want them to feel like they're inside of it. And so, you know, we found that it's just everything is on steroids when you put the actors, when you put the audience inside, everything is more emotional, everything's funnier, everything's bigger and brighter. And so when you come to see any of our shows, we're going to give you that up close inside view so that you feel like you're living inside of the show instead of seeing it from the outside. And so here you're invited to come in. It's influencer night at this restaurant. Um, so like critics night, right? And as you walk in as an audience member, you are one of those influencers. So you are going to be receiving those tastings of the menu and you're going to be receiving those drinks that they're going to drink. And you're around you, you're watching this restaurant do its best to try to put on the perfect night, but everything comes in its way and things start to fall apart and um, you'll, you're right inside of that restaurant watching it happen. So there's no pressure on the audience to do anything. It's not like um, Tony and Tina's wedding where you need to have witty lines to say back or, you know, it's not, it's not interactive in that sense. 
but you're just you just get to be inside of it. And we do allow people to move around. So you'll be given your space where you're going to get all of your food and drinks. But then in between, you're welcome to wander around this restaurant and go get your up close view of whatever scene you really want to be watching. And Rick, you have worked with other theater companies. Have you said the Goodman? And uh, I think you've done some stuff with Looking Glass. You've done this kind of thing before. So let me ask you, I don't know how long you've known Amy, but but you couldn't have picked a better home to do something like this. Can you tell us how this came about? Were you guys friends before you saw productions at Windy City Playhouse and said this, I have to do this? This is kind of a funny story, but um, the Noises Off was coming to its last week or something like that, and it's one of my favorite pieces ever, and we've seen so much stuff at Windy City and just absolutely loved it, so I just sort of reached out and said, I know this performance is sold out, but do you have room for two people on this Sunday matinee? And so right away, Amy, we didn't know each other. Amy responded to me and said, yes, we'll be happy to work you in. And I'd love to get to, to know you. So after the the performance, and that was one that, that Amy was in, um, but after the performance, um, we met in the bar there at Windy City and all of a sudden, it was just like we were brainstorming doing a show together because I love immersive theater. I love things that have to do with food. And Amy is like, yeah, we've always wanted to do more with food, but we don't know how to do stuff with food. Let's talk about doing something together. And so literally on that afternoon, um, a recipe for disaster was born. We didn't know what form it would take, but that was um, that was when we... We, we birthed the idea of working together, and then we got together a few weeks after that with Carl Menninger, one of our other writers and one of the, the co-authors uh, of, um, of Southern Gothic, and, um, and, and we just started seeing if we could work together, and we just really hit it off, and it's, it's been one of the most glorious things of my life. So, Amy, you're yeah, always thinking no about where things could how- go. I was going to say, you, you knew when you when he was coming, you thought, this is my next production partner, right? Oh, yeah. It was a very dangerous favor for him to ask for tickets because then all of a sudden <laughs> it gave me that window of opportunity. Yeah, no problem. I'll give you tickets off and, and you're going to write the show with me, right? <laughs> Just it sort of worked so out great. that way, but I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the best. Lo- it was the best ever. He'd been to the theater a few times, but we hadn't met each other. I'd known that he'd been to the theater, but we hadn't met each other in person. And so, you know, like he said, I I needed a chef partner because we try to, you know, we try to hit all the senses in in immersive theater. And one of the things that's really hard is, is the food part because we want all the qualities of art to match the same level. And food was something that we can't really do without a chef. We've, you know, you've seen how we've tripped our ways around it in, in shows. We would say, oh, the caterer didn't show up in Southern Gothic, right? Well, that's really cute one time, but not so cute the third time. And <laughs> you know, it, in the recommendation, we try to do like little things that would be, you know, on the table in the sushi restaurant or whatever it was. But to really get into it, I mean, you have to have a chef. And there's no one that that's I would right. rather work with than Rick. Yeah, although I was very happy with the um, cheese whiz on a cracker, so you, you had me on that with Southern Gothic, so I'm good. And, and it sounds like I don't have to bring my own bag of Frontera chips. Well, Amy, um, we have to wrap, but let me just, I want people to know how to get tickets and, um, and, and you know, uh, what the cost is for this, because it does include basically sort of a dinner and evening, so it's a little more expensive maybe than your, the average, uh, you know, middle-sized theater or something. Tell us what, uh, what to do. 
Correct. Um, so our uh, ticket prices go, I think, from $85 up to, I want to say, 120 So it depends on the night. It does include the food with it. Um, you can buy tickets at our box office, which is 773-891-8985, or on our website, which is WindyCityPlayhouse.com. And there's also, there's drinks, right? Ordinarily, you've had alcohol, and for those who don't drink alcohol, they can have something else. Same thing here? Correct. So we include, there are three drink tastings inside of the um, the ticket price, and then there's also an open bar. And we've got some really great cocktails. Actually, Lainey Bayless, Rick's daughter, designed all of the cocktails for the show. And the one oh, purchased cool. at, the, at the bar, too. Yeah. Well, I'm as excited as I can be, Rick Bayless. I, like everybody else in this city, I enjoy your restaurant. I mean, even when I'm at O'Hare, I'm stopping at your places. So it's just, it's a must. And to know that we're going to spend an evening watching about some of the stuff you had to deal with in your career, I'm really looking forward to it. And Amy, I'm so happy a recipe for disaster is, uh, is what takes you back into the theater world. I've missed you, and I want you to know that. I've missed you, too. I cannot wait to see you, and we're so happy to be back. Thank you so much for having us on the show. I know I'll see you opening night. WindyCityPlayhouse.com. And uh, in the written description on the website, I will certainly put the phone number as well. Rick Bayless, Amy Rubenstein, congratulations. The show, which is going to be a forever running hit, a recipe for disaster. And now we know it's all about Rick's life. I can't wait. Thank you, guys. And have a, and break a leg. And I can't wait. I'll see you in the, I'll see you in the theater. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.